Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. You're listening to the Qalam Podcast. Qalam is an organization that is dedicated to making Islamic knowledge accessible to everyone. Alhamdulillah, Qalam has been able to serve so many people all across the world in so many ways. And now, Qalam has the opportunity and the ability to take its work to the next level. Qalam now has the ability to expand its offerings to people all across the world in so many different ways. Qalam is acquiring a campus, a home, where we can continue to do the work that we do and in fact increase what we do. But we need your help, we need your support to make that dream a reality. Go to qalamcampus.com and donate generously. Every single person listening to this podcast benefiting from Qalam, I need you to go there and donate and share that link far and wide and let's all of us come together, invest into our sadaqah jariyah and take this work to the next level. Jazakumullahu khairan. Wassalamu alaikum wa rahmatullahi wa barakatuhu. Now enjoy the podcast. Inna alhamdulillah. Inna alhamdulillah. Nahmaduhu wa nasta'inuhu wa nasta'afiru. Wa nu'minu bihi wa natawakalu alayhi. Wa na'udhu billah min shururi anfusina wa min sayyati a'malina. من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلله فلا هادي له ونشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد أن سيدنا ونبينا وقرة أعيننا محمد عبده ورسوله صلى الله تبارك وتعالى عليه وعلى آله وصحبه وبارك وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرا أما بعد فقد قال الله تعالى في كتابه العزيز بعد أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم إذ جاء ربه بقلب سليم إذ قال لأبيه وقومه ماذا تعبدون أئفكا آرية دون الله تريدون فما ظنكم برب العالمين the Prophet ﷺ, he used to read regularly every morning a dua. Asbahna ala fitratil Islam, that we wake up this morning on the beautiful natural way of Islam. Wa ala kalimatil ikhlas. And this is a dua he would read every morning and he taught us to read. Wa ala kalimatil ikhlas. And we wake up this morning with a word of sincerity. That word of sincerity is la ilaha illallah. وَعَلَىٰ دِينِ نَبِيِّنَا And we wake up this morning affirming, reaffirming, establishing that I wake up this morning on the religion and the way of Muhammad But it's not done. He would add one more part that is extremely important and relevant to us today in these days of Yawm Al-Arafah and the days of Hajj. And then he would say, وَعَلَىٰ مِلَّةِ أَبِيْنَا Ibrahim," And he would say, and I wake up this morning on the millah, on the path, on the way, on the road of our father Abraham. Our father Abraham. Hanifan Muslima. He was Hanifan. He was, he was off to the side. Hanifan means he wasn't like everybody else. He didn't have to, he didn't walk the trodden path, so to speak. And when we look back at the life of Abraham, 
what we realize is that this man, alayhi salatu wasalam, his life is, is nothing but a love story. It's nothing but a man that's deeply in love with Allah. From the moment he's a young boy, he, he wants to know Allah. And at every stage, that love is tested. And that test makes him walk a path that wasn't walked before by many. So every time we talk about his path, we say, Hanifan. He was off to the side. You know why that's important? Because today we all want to be with the group. We all want to be in the, with everybody else. Whether they're on good or bad, we just want to be with the rest, with everyone else. But the way of Abraham was off to the side a little bit. And he never, ever, ever made anything equal to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. It's narrated in some of the ahadith that the Prophet ﷺ, he was slaughtering on Eid al-Adha, which is tomorrow. He was slaughtering and everything is new for the Muslims. Everything is new. We're all, they're all experiencing this new. There was no precedent from before. So they see the Prophet ﷺ slaughtering these rams, these goats. And they ask the Prophet ﷺ, مَا هَذِهِ الْأَضَاحِ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ يَا رَسُولُ اللَّهِ What is this? Like, what are we doing? What is this all about? Why are we slaughtering animals? And the Prophet looked up at them and he said, We're just following the way of our father Abraham. That's all this is about. Following in the footsteps of Ibrahim alayhi salatu wasalam. So I wanted to take this khutbah as an opportunity to take clips from the life of Abraham, whatever the time could allot for, and revisit them. Now I know what you're all thinking. I know this story. I've heard it before. I tell my little brother this story, my little sister this story. I heard it in Sunday school for years. But remember this. The story doesn't change, but you change. What you hear today, you may hear it as a different Abdullah, a different Fatima, a different Ahmed. And so listen to each story as if you've never heard it before. Listen to each story as if you've never heard it before. I heard one scholar, he said that it was Atta bin Abi Rabah. Sorry for the digression, but you know me. It was Atta bin Abi Rabah. And one of his students runs up to him. Now, this guy is a sheikh. He's an elder. He is a leader in hadith. I mean, the likes of him are unparalleled. Bukhari comes later, guys. His student runs up to him. And he's like, Sheikh, Sheikh, I heard a hadith. And he goes, tell me, tell me. Inform me of the hadith. And the student tells it with all of this vigor and, 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 and zeal. And then he goes, wow, that's amazing. He listens to him. And the student leaves. And the teacher then sits with some of his other colleagues and he says, I heard that hadith when that boy wasn't even born yet. Lem yulet, he wasn't even born, I heard that hadith yet. He said, well, why did you listen to it that way? 
hadith is every time you hear it, you listen to it the way you heard it the first time. The first time you heard it when it was like, oh, subhanAllah, that's deep. Don't ever lose that. Every time you hear it, let, that hit, let it hit you that way. So I want to look at different spots or, or snapshots from the life of Abraham very briefly. Because when khutbah comes tomorrow, we all like looking at the clock. You know, it's Eid, I got to go slaughter, got to go get the fam. So whatever knowledge is dropped in the Eid khutbah. But maybe we could take a moment right now to look at different moments in, in the life of Ibrahim. The first thing I want to reflect on, and these aren't in chronological order, just order of however they came. The first thing that is amazing is Ibrahim's search for truth. Search for truth. So many people in life are complacent with what they got from their parents. The way it was given to them, they're complacent. That's how it is. I got it. I'm okay. But what we find in Abraham is this thirst for truth. The Quran tells us that he looks at the stars. He goes, no, nah, well, is that my God? He looks at the moon. He goes, ah, oh, no, nah, that can't be my God. He looks at the sun. He's like, oh, that can't be my God. He's searching for truth. And this shows a, a, a desire. All of us had these deep questions from childhood, but life makes us forget to ask them. Life makes us forget. I know it's ironic, but life makes us forget to ask and answer those questions. Alhamdulillah, all of us are here. We've at least reached La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah. But I don't know about you, but I had to think to get there. Did you? Did you reflect on it? Or you just strolled in here? Pops, where are we going? Well, the young people, I got you, it's all good. The point is, the curiosity that Allah placed in our intellect is for good reason. Ibn Qayyim al-Jawzi, he says, the reason Allah gave us intellect is so that you could arrive to Allah with proof, not just following the crowd. Can I really drop something heavy on you? You know when you guys know the hadith about the, the angels that come and ask the three questions in the grave. Well, if you don't, now you know. So really briefly, these angels come at the time of death, death and they ask three questions. Who is your Lord? What is your religion? And what do you say about this man? And they'll, you'll see the image of the Prophet And the Prophet said that people will, will respond differently to those questions. And he said that this is scary. He said that the, 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 the hypocrite or the, 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 the one who never thought about religion, they will say, La adri kuntu aqulu ma nas. They will say, I don't know. I just said what everybody else was saying. I just said what everybody else was saying. My point is that from the Millata Ibrahim is for you to stop and think about what you believe and truly from the core of your heart come to the conclusion, La ilaha illallah, Muhammad Rasulullah sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. Not just kuntu aqulu ma yaqulu nas. I'm just saying what everybody else is saying. So that's the first thing. Second thing in the life of Ibrahim. Courage, man. The courage to speak up. 
the courage to speak up against wrong at a time when we just become sheeple and just bow our heads and go with the flow. Can't get canceled, can't get unliked, can't get this. He had courage to speak up first where? With his father. Now, I'm going to digress for a moment and come back. Remember, I told you we're not doing chronological order here. I want you to think for a moment on the life of Abraham as a son and the life of Abraham as a father. As a son, his father limited his thinking, punished him for his thought and curiosity, didn't want him to reflect deeply. What are you saying? We make money off of these idols. This is our way of life. I'm going to beat you. It says in the Quran, I'm, he says, I'm going to punish you, beat you until you conform. And Abraham says, I got to dip out. I have to leave. But that's him as a son. He says, Father, come on, come to the right way. He gives him da'wah. There are so many verses. He's like, think about this. Think about that. He's talking to him. He's talking to him. He's talking to him. It's so hard. It, I can't. It's so surreal to talk to you about this right now. Because literally right now, my father is visiting me at my home. And all we're doing all day is this. Because he doesn't believe yet. And he says, I don't believe. Why, why, why? And all we do is talk and talk and talk. And at the same time, y'all know my little Qasim? He's running around. I'm like, yo, tomorrow's Arafah. We got to do takbirs. What I, what I, I just want you to see the dynamic roles you play in life. So he's giving his father dawah. He's talking to him, talking to him, talking to him. Finally, his father reached the point of violence where he's like, if you don't get out of my face, I'm going to violently hurt you. And then he backs up. And then he says, but I'm still going to make dua for you. I'll never stop making dua for you. Never, ever. Now that close-minded father who reached the point of physical violence, what type of child did Abraham, did he become as a father? Can we fast forward? Abraham sees this dream three nights in a row of him slaughtering his own son. And he knows that these dreams are from Allah, but he's like, am I really supposed to do this? Is this true? He realizes this is from God. This is an order from Allah. This is a man who has at every stage obeyed Allah. Do you think there's any shadow of a doubt in his mind that he's going to do what Allah says? No. This man has been saved in a fire. We can revisit that. This man has seen these proofs of Allah. He has seen his family go to a, a, a place with no vegetation and all of a sudden water spring from the ground that we call Zamzam today. He's seen the miracle of Allah. Do you think there's any shadow of a doubt in his mind that he's going to do what God tells him to do? By no means, he's going to do it. But what does he say? Let me talk to my son about it. Dialogue, dialogue, dialogue. Where's our family breakdown? Where, where are we in comparison to this father? 
As a father, I reflect on this moment where a command of God comes and he says, let me talk to my son. And what does he say? He says, son, what do you think? How many of us in the room, the problem, my dad don't even ask me what I think. Son, you're going to become a dentist. Me and your mom were talking. Son, I want to go. Whoa, ho, ho. That, was that from God? Did you get revelation that that's what I should become? Because the man with revelation even said, Why don't you tell me your opinion on this situation? Wow. Where have we gone? I know. Khutbah for another day. But right now, the question is, why is Abraham doing mashwara with his son about a command of Allah? Ask yourself, think about that. And ask yourself, what do I do with my, my sons, my daughter? Iron fist, you're becoming this. We've decided. So I think it's important for us to understand this, this how this boy became such a, a beautiful man who understood the importance of dialogue and relationship. Reflect on that point. In no chronological order, I want to go back to the moment where he smashes the idols. I want to go back to that moment of smashing the idols and I want to address the quality of courage once again. Of courage. He stood up. He changed what he could change. Only with the intention of opening the doors of dialogue. That was an intention of breaking. When he broke them, he wanted them to come back so that they could have a discussion. But where did that discussion go to? Throw them in the fire. Now we move on to another quality I want you to reflect on. Have you ever felt like you're in a fire? They say about, uh, I'm no specialist at all, but I've heard from specialists that they say when someone even thinks of suicide, it's because they see no way, or no way out. It's as if they're in a burning room. They're surrounded on every way. There's no way out. Allah says when they were done with talks, they say, They said, yo, we're done talking with this guy. He's too smart, too you know, logical, too deep. There's only one way to handle this. Throw him in a fire. Make, a, make an example out of him. The narrations say that, from our prophet, the narrations say that as he was being bounded to be thrown, Gabriel came to him and said, do you need anything? I'm a messenger from your Lord. You want to hear this response? I'm not in halakha. Do you want to hear this response? He said, from you, no. From Allah, yeah, I could use some help. From you, no. From you, you're, you're a servant like me. Me and you are thinking, but he's an angel. No, but he doesn't see. He's, it's Allah or it's nobody. So then Gabriel goes back and says, uh, your man doesn't want help from me. Allah says, okay, that's my friend. Khalilullah. Kuni bardan. Oh fire, be cool. 
Abraham says that in that fire, remember I asked you, have you ever been in a fire? Not literal, metaphorical. When you have that tawakkul on Allah, you'll look back at life and go, the best days are the days in that fire. And that's what Abraham used to say. The best days of my life were when I got fired and I didn't know where I was going to get a job from. What do you mean the best days? Yo, it was crazy every day. I just was chawakal on Allah. And then I got a call and you know what? Look at it now. Those were the best days. Yeah, they were the best days. Tawakkul. Tawakkul means reliance, dependence, trust. Trust. The next lesson in the life of Abraham that we are celebrating in this Eid is to trust Allah. The Bible tells us that Jesus trusted Allah so much that he walked on water. There's a weak narration. It's weak, okay? I know it's weak. There's a weak narration said that if, if he had more trust, he would have walked in the air. Oh, yeah, I ain't ready for it. That's not good. <laughs> ready for it. It's okay. There's a, it's in the Bible. He was walking on the water and he grabs a disciple. And he pulls him on top of the water. And the disciple walks with him a few steps. But then the disciple looks at the water like, what are we doing? And the moment he looks, he falls. The moment he looks, he falls. All I, I just want us to reflect in this Eid, in these days, on my trust on Allah, my dependence on Allah. And the last thing, oh my goodness, the last thing is, of course, what we will be celebrating tomorrow, which I made reference to. Ibrahim sees this dream that he has to slaughter his son. He has to sacrifice his son. Listen. We all need people in life. I don't care who you are. I don't care how strong you think you are. We are social beings. We're insan. The word insan doesn't come from nasiya to forget. It comes from unsiya to mean social. I need people. That's how we're created. We need people. So the Quran says that the moment he left his people, فَقَالَ إِنِّي ذَاهِبٌ إِلَىٰ رَبِّي سَيَهْدِينَ he said, I'm out, y'all. I'm leaving. I'm leaving, y'all. You're trying to persecute me, hurt me, can't worship my Lord. I'm out. Moving to Dallas. I'm out. I'm leaving. And then he says, Sayyahdin. He will guide me. He will. I'm going to take that step. And some of us, someone in this khutbah, in this gathering needs to hear this. He had to take the step and then say, Allah will guide me. You know what I'm saying? We're waiting for, I can't make the move until Allah lays the whole plan out before me. Really? Oh, okay. No, he took the step and then he said, Sayyah Dini, Allah's with me. Allah's with me. He took the step first. But then look what he says next. He left all of his people. He left his dad. He left his family. We need people. So what did he say? Rabbi habli min salihin I need, I need a, I need a little man to roll with me. I need a little guy. I need a son. For lack, you know, if you guys don't go saying. I need a son to be with me. I need company. I need someone to crawl around in front of me. I can wrestle with, play with. Allah gave him that. But then here's the, here's, here's, here's the, I told you it's a love story. I told you Abraham's life is a love story. 
Why is it a love story? Because at every moment he was tested by, does he love things more than Allah? And here at the pinnacle, this is the test for which millions of people will celebrate, celebrate the sacrifice for. What is the test? The boy reached the age of Sa'i. Difference of opinion. How old was he? Some say walking. Some say Sa'i means he can help around the house. Go mow the lawn. 12, 11. I don't know. Now they don't do it till 18 maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Whatever. The point is he can do chores. He can walk around. And when you're a father, that's dividend time. No? Right? That's dividend. Go take the garbage out, son. <laughs> I'm not there yet, so I don't know what that feels like yet. Right now, I'm taking the garbage out. So, He reached the age that he could help out his dad. You know, and that's when you're so proud. You know, you see your son. He's in jujitsu or soccer. You sit there, you're like, man, that's my boy right there. You feel so good. Amazing. At that point, Allah gives this command, as we mentioned before. What am I going to do? It's a love story, I told you. The one who gave me this, will I give it up for him? The one who gave me this job, will I give it up for him? The one who gave me this, fill in the blank with your life, will I give it up for him? I will. Son, and we already talked about dialogue, so I can't revisit that. But he didn't say, you're becoming a dentist, Ismail, come with me. He said, what do you think about this situation? What's your opinion? They say uh, the word Ismail comes from Samir, meaning the one who listens to God. So he would have gave the right answer anyway. But nonetheless, there was dialogue. Ya Bunaya, fandur What do you think? Do you know how that makes you? You know, subhanAllah, sorry to digress. Y'all know me. But do you know how much it validates a person just to say to them, so what do you think? You know, if your boss is a good manager, he'll ask you, what do you think, even though he's not going to listen to you? What do you think on the situation? Oh, I think we should do oh, a good idea. So by the way, uh, we're going to be... But you feel good. You feel validated. You feel that I matter. Amazing that this man, whose voice was quieted as a child, became the father who says, Ya call him, tell me what you think. Amazing transformation. He grabs him by the hand. Now, I know, I know the story, Mikael, I know, I know. Yes, but you change. The story doesn't change. He grabs him by the hand. He takes him to that place of sacrifice, which is in Mina. You can still see it. You go to Mina, you can look up. There's a little thing there, still there. That's where it was at. He took him up there. Turned him face down. Some narrations say I'm mixing in the biblical with it, okay? Some say he was facing up. And then Ismail said, Baba, turn me over. It's going to hurt you too much to look in my eyes. Baba, turn me over. He turned him over. Now here's where the Quran speaks to me and you. What are we? What's your religion? Someone sees you in Starbucks. What are you? What do you say? Muslim. Aslama. Falamma aslama. When they both submitted, that's when the help of God came. He grabs for the knife. 
he goes forward. The angel stops him and says, oh, stop. You did what you were supposed to do. There's a ram there. Sacrifice it. So when the prophet was asked, what are we doing tomorrow? What is this? He said, this is the way of Abraham. And as I said to you, his whole life is a love story. Are we willing to sacrifice when it is necessary? Are we willing to trust when we are in the fire? Are we willing to have courage to speak against the wrongs of society, even when it may be tough? All of these are things that we should reflect upon on these days before us. أقول قولي هذا وأستغفر الله لي ولكم ولسائر المسلمين فاستغفروا إنه هو الغفور الرحيم إن الحمد لله إن الحمد لله نحمد وصني على رسول الكريم أما بعد I know my time is up and I don't like to go over time but of course today is the day of Arafah just for a few minutes I want to reflect on something we are in what is called Ayam al-Tashriq. Ayam al-Tashriq. Which if you translate it, it means the bright, the shining, the luminous days. Uh, days full of light. Um, what are we commanded to do in these blessed days? It's amazing. The only major, major, I would say, primary thing that we are told to do is remember Allah. Now, now for some of us, when we, when we mention remembrance, it's kind of like, oh, that's all? Okay, cool. But no, you have to really truly understand what the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala was for the Rasul and what it is for us. The Prophet ﷺ taught us that La ilaha illallah, Allahu Akbar, subhanallah, walillahi alhamd. All of these dua, all of these supplications are, are, were the most beloved things to the Prophet ﷺ. He said, the, my, the thing that I love, uh, there's a hadith of Tala al-Shams. Of all the things which the sun rises over, the thing I love the most is this dhikr of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So in these days, these illuminous days, these shining days, please remember Allah. That is the ibadah for this time. Remember Allah. There's another hadith that tells us that the khayru dua, dua al-arafah, that today, in this remaining few hours of this day that remain, what can you do to benefit from this time? Dua, supplication, make dua. Ask Allah, open your heart up. Turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Whatever it is, there are so many things we're struggling with, but we don't raise our hands to those things. I got this, I'll figure it out. No, this is the time to turn to Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. So these are the best days. And I'm gonna end just because of time. Um, it was on this day after Salatul Asr in which a verse was revealed that, um, that made Umar cry. Uh, it was on this day, Yom Al-Arafah, a Friday. A Friday, Yom Al-Arafah. The verse was revealed, Surah Ma'idah, verse number three. In the middle of the verse, Allah says, Today I have completed and perfected your way of life for you. I don't know about y'all, but when I hear that, I say, Alhamdulillah. I have a way of life, y'all, that's been perfected by God and stamped by the Prophet. What are thee two? And I am pleased for you, this way of life. 
That's a beautiful. When Omar heard that, he cried. You know why he cried, though? He's different than us. He cried. He said, up until today, we were increasing. But now we've reached the peak. It's going to decrease now. So he used to cry. He used to cry. He used to cry. The point is, it's a very special day. Dua, Toba, and Dhikr. Each of those could have been a whole khutbah. What are they? Let me translate. Supplicate. Ask Allah. Raise your hands. Ya Allah, please. And open your heart up before Allah. Let your children see you make dua. Such a beautiful thing. Number two, dhikr. Subhanallah. Glory be to Allah. All praise to Allah. And number three, tawbah. Oh Allah, forgive me. This is a day the hadith says shaitan is upset. He's, 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 man, it's khutbah. I can't even use the phrases. He's hot. He's angry. He, the hadith are explicit. Why? Because it's a day that Allah just completely forgives people who ask for it. I don't know about y'all, but I need that forgiveness. My record isn't too great. Today is that day. Dhikr, dua, and turning back to Allah. May Allah make us of those people who take advantage. May Allah make us of those people who benefit from the times that we are in. May Allah make us of those people who always turn to Him. In Allah wa malaikatahu yusalluna ala nabi Ya ayyuhalladina amanu sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima Allahumma salli wa sallim wa an'am ala sayyidina wa nabiyyina wa maulana Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa sallam wa Allahumma an jamiya ashabi nabiyaka ajma'in wa anil khulafai rashidin Abi Bakr wa Umar wa Uthman wa Ali wa an baqiyati sitta min al-ashrati al-mubashara wa an ahli bayti nabiyaka ajma'in wa anna ma'ahum bifadlik wa judik wa karmik ya arhamar rahimin Allahumma aizna wa lahtu dhilna ya arhamar rahimin Oh Allah, we ask you to elevate us, Ya Allah. Forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, those who are sick, we ask you to give them shifa. Ya Allah, those who are sick, we ask you to give them shifa. Ya Allah, those who are in hajj, we ask you to accept all of their ibadah, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to include us in their du'as as well, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, we ask you to extend the invitation to us, Ya Allah, as well. Extend your invitation to us, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, forgive our sins, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us so that we can emulate the way of Ibrahim. So that we can take example from his way, Ya Allah. Ya Allah, guide us to have courage like him. Trust upon you like him. Ya Allah, guide us to be of those who follow his way, Ya Allah, in the way of our beloved Muhammad, Sallallahu Alaihi Wasallam. Ibadullah rahimakumullah. In Allah Ya'murubil Adri wa Rihsan, wa ita idil kurba, wa yenha anil fashai, wal munkari wal bari, yaidukum naalakum tadakanun, fadkurullah ta'ali yat kurkum, wada uhu yasta jibilakum, wada dikurullahi akbar, wallahu ya'lamu matasnoon, akimusullah.